Welcome to Swapping Paint, the podcast that rubs doors with the cream of the crop in motorsport today. With your host, 18 times Australian champion, Dave Sarah. Today's guest races for Brad Jones Racing the Supercars Championship and has recorded wins at the Bathurst 1000 and the Cripsal 500. Nick Perko is a big advocate for his preparation outside of driving a supercar, where he's constantly pushing his fitness boundaries to be in the best possible shape. Nick drives a car when giving opportunity to sharpen his reflexes, where karting for Perko, it's a great social tool, where there's no pressure to perform, but the battles with his mates are intense. We welcome Nick Perko. Big thanks goes out to a few people who are trying to support uh, this podcast. So we've got DPE Kart Superstore, who is still open one day a week at the moment. We've got Blaine Densley from 27 Design. He's been helping us. And we've got Blendco Tees. So those guys have been trying to contribute. Here we are. Nicky Perkat. How hey. are you, buddy? Good, good. So, mate, we can see good you at, at the factory where you've got Nelson there. You've got, uh, you've got your carts. You've got the simulator. Yeah, we got it all. Look at that, Here mate. That's a nice setup. It is good. Sim works soon, so does the job. Yeah, so you've got a race on later on tonight, I hear? Yeah, so a few of the guys, I think Shane Van Gisbergen and Nick Cassidy and Mitch Evans and I think Brendan Hartley, there's so many in it. They've organised this local heroes race. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we don't get to find out the track or car until I think 7pm. So uh, it's going to be on. There's been good banter all day on the lead-in. And can some of the guys follow you tonight through your Twitch account? Yep, I think um, I'll be on it, Scotty Pye, Cassidy, Mitch yep. Evans. There'll be a few of them all fired up on it. So, yeah, excuse the language. I'm sure it's going to get pretty, <laughs> get pretty rough, but it'll be all right. That's good. Hey, look, um, obviously, when did you first get involved in motorsport? Like, what was, what was that turning point for you to say, this is what I want to do when I'm older? Yeah, so for me, I actually um, played footy as a kid. Yep. I mean, I'm talking real young when yeah. I was like – I drove a go-kart for the first time and I was like – five or six okay. um, liked it but then all my mates at school played footy so I went and played footy for a few years and then realised I'm built like a twig and <laughs> I actually don't know what I'm doing out there like I'm as good as your footy club St Kilda mate just run away so, from uh, the footy yeah just run away from the thing um, so then uh, yeah I got into karting again when I was about nine I think and then never really looked back and did all the karting stuff in Adelaide um, with dad and um, yeah, it was mega. He obviously, you travel around just the state for us initially and then um, did a little bit of stuff over in Victoria against you boys and um, yeah, then progressed my way through to cars um, pretty quickly to be honest. Yes. And then so now you've won the Formula Ford Championship before you step into the supercars. What are sort of the yep. fundamental things that you learned from karts that you can still take into your, to your car racing these days? Yeah, so the big thing um, for me, we uh, we did enough racing in carts, yep. and then when we jumped into a Formula Ford, for some reason my dad thought that I'd be a better uh, racer in a car than a go kart. Um, <laughs> so you know, I never won state titles and national championships. All you guys were just way too fast <laughs> for us. So um, when I got into a car, it all kind of clicked. Um, so I jumped into Formula Ford and straight away started winning. Um, and I learned, you know, that the, the driving style and the racecraft you learn in the go-kart is the fundamental. That's the, the main part of it. And obviously learning how to turn a steering wheel and brake and accelerate. Yep. But general lines, apexes, um, race starts, all that kind of thing was crucial in a race car as well. Um, it's just that you had gears um, and you've, you use the brake pedal a little bit different. That's the only real difference really when you get into a car because yep. it's obviously got suspension and stuff like that. So 
um, transitioning over for me, it was really easy. Um, some of the people take a little bit longer, but I think just the way I naturally drive is is really it's good for a car, car, and that's why. Yeah, it's why I probably struggled a little bit in the go kart, um, and still do to be honest um, against um, all the guys when we go away racing country series. But um, thankfully, I can drive the car well, um, and yeah. But the fundamentals of go karting is um, the perfect stepping stone to go straight into Formula Ford and then progress your way through. And we still see having a go in your carts, whether it's for fun or it's competitively at the Victorian Country Series. Why do you sort of get back into karting from time to time? Um, for me, firstly, it's like it's just fun. You go away with your mates or family, friends. Um, you, um, and yeah, we have a good time, and um, it's so competitive. It's the only way in motorsport where you can you can sit yourself on the grid and look across at all your competitors and have the same equipment. Um, yeah. Where you know, when you get to supercar level or anything in Europe, that's all. Um, you know, there's money talking there. So um, for me, I love it because I can just go grassroots racing. I know I can like we got my cart here. We got Rochford. Yeah. We got Jake Spenny, Spencer. So you know, like all these guys are really good in the cart. And when I sit next to them on the grid, I know if they're beating me, they're just genuinely better. So yeah. it's um, I love that side of things. Um, and then yeah, just the the fact that we get to go away racing, it's a bit more relaxing, but it keeps me sharp. So you're doing race starts. Um, you're driving in the wet. Yep. driving in all different conditions, grip levels against people that I don't see every week. So I use that as a really good way to improve my race craft as well because, you know, I'm not studying my competition when I go race big country series. Yes. I'm trying to learn it on the fly. So um, for me, I get in such a rhythm of racing against, you know, um, Frosty and all those dudes yep. in supercars. You know exactly what they're going to do. But when I get in the go-kart, I have no clue what any of you are going to do. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it keeps me sharp. So I love that side of it too. Nah, awesome. And going back to 2011, you've had your first Bathurst race on debut and you raced with HRT and Garth and you've won the race. What sort of emotion and feeling, you know, what, what sort of emotion do you get from a driver's point of view? You've dreamt of that moment and now it's actually happened. It's a realization. Yeah, I think I actually nearly passed out, to be honest. It was, um, <laughs> I don't know how that even happened still to this day. Um, but yeah, I was lucky. So when I stepped out of the carts into cars, I got picked up by HRT or Walkinshaw um, um, at a young age. They grew me through all these stages. So when I landed myself in a HRT car, it was kind of normal because that was a team I'd always been around. So off track, the pressure was no drama. It was actually just. Um, making sure I didn't make a mistake in the race, which I did. You know, I brushed the wall at turn two. Um, but then, yeah, the emotions watching Garth those last few laps. I think there's some really good footage of me and my dad standing at the the data screens next to the engineers going, like, I'm pale. I'm yeah, about yeah. to pass out. Uh, dad's freaking out. And, um, yeah, the one thing I remember from that day, besides, you know, driving, when I got to the podium with Garth and everyone's going mental, the first thing he said to me is, this is going to change your life forever enjoy it and soak it up um and you know that's the the most true words he's probably ever spoken to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> at a racetrack so it's um yeah i'll never forget that day and it was pretty cool to do it with garth because he mentored me so much and hrt because of my family history with holden and um and all that kind of thing so yeah it was oh it's just the perfect recipe really you know an adelaide boy family work for holden of course got groomed to drive with garth and there we go so we've seen probably your best supercar results at Bathurst. What is it about that circuit that uh, we've seen you have two other podiums in a fourth place as well? What is it about that yep. Bathurst track about, that suits you? Um, I think the high-speed commitment stuff is where I, I generally go quite well. So yep. an example, um, turn eight at Adelaide. There's, yes. uh, more often than not, I'll have the fastest little micro sector through there, the okay. whole field, you know, yep. 
this commitment. The boy could be on. Yeah, I just seem to have a really good flow with the high-speed stuff, so I think I enjoy it across the top. Um, and then my training side of things is all long-duration stuff. So if people follow me on Instagram that are watching this, they see that I do really long runs and rides and stuff yep. like that with actually a few of the other carters. Um, and I, then when you get to Bathurst and you're six hours into the race and buried, you've got to find another gear. So I think that helps me out too come the end of the, the race. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, I think it's mainly the fitness side of things and then just the, the commitment you have across the top. And yeah. I did definitely learn a few things from uh, Will Davison's just giving us thumbs up from him when he was at HRT. Uh, the way they set the car up early in the weekend compared to, you know, what you're looking for come Sunday. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you don't you don't need to stress Thursday, Friday, you know, it's... Just go through the motions. The blue, yep. that's probably perfect. It's a bit like a nationals, you know, back in the day when it was a one-off thing. Yes. You know, the track's going to come to you, so yep. you just have to wait. And um, I think I've got a good idea of where I need the car to be for that for that race meeting, really. Yeah, no, good, good. One of the questions that came through from Matthew Hansford is asked, how different is the E-Series? Obviously, we want to take as much fun and be competitive where you can, but <laughs> sort of can you take anything from driving on the E-Series compared to driving the real thing? Oh, mate, that E-Series is... <laughs> <laughs> we saw you flip it a couple of times last night, last week. You flipped it. Yeah, I had a couple of flips. It's look the the reason I run the simulator. I I've had one for a long time now, and it's always been because um, I like the concentration side of things. So yeah. to be able to sit there, turn out laps without making mistakes is um, really hard. So you know it's really hard to do that in the supercar. So I use that side of things. Then honestly, getting the most out of the the simulator car is seriously hard. Um, and the V8 is hard on iRacing, but I guess the most similar thing is, you know, I run the similar steering wheel to my BJR thing. The brake pedal feels similar. Yes, um, so it's a comfort thing as well. Yeah, and the hand-eye coordination is being used. So, um, yeah, it's it's as good as you'll get unless you go spend crazy money, I guess, like what they do in Europe with F1 stuff. But it's, it's to be honest, I'm using it as a bit of fun. You see a few guys are taking it real serious and finding ways to um, get an advantage on all their competition. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, most of us are just taking it for what it is and actually wondering how to just keep it in a straight line for nah. 10 laps. <laughs> That's basically good. us. Yeah, it's, it's hard. But it's good for the fans to at least interact with you guys, yeah. see you without a helmet on and how you go about things. Exactly. It's actually pretty cool. I've got someone's Instagram handle here. It's called definitely not a cop. So um, okay. <laughs> I don't know, but he's, he's asked, who's your most respected rival? Um, to be honest, there's a few guys. So like on track, the guys I have the best battle with, battles with is like someone like Will Davo and yep. and Rick Kelly. Actually, they we can seem to drive around any track in the country, mirror to mirror, yes. for the first couple of laps side by side and not have each other off. Yep. Um, so, in terms of that, like I have massive respect for them. They obviously have respect for me, so we have really good races. But then, um, I think Jamie really he's incredible what he's done over his career to win that many times. Longevity um, as well, like he's been in for a long yep. time. Exactly. A few different sets of rules, cars. Yep. Never. That guy just goes down swinging. And that's how he won it a few years ago. So um, he's a real credit to, like, or credit to what he's done over the years. Um, it's pretty, well, it's, I don't think anyone's going to repeat what he's done, to be honest. So it's uh, yeah. super credit. We've got, uh, we've got Jakey Spencer, whose factory you're using at the moment. He said he hasn't yep. seen any rent money yet for housing your car and your simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> I had to drive to freaking Sydney to pick up our trailer. Where is he? Benny, <laughs> do you want rent? Do you want rent? No, we're just taking piss. I literally, I, literally, 
I just threw that question in. I just threw it. I just threw one out there. <laughs> Dave just said that you wanted rent for my stuff here. <laughs> oh, he said he's waiting. Well done. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Hey, a couple of quick ones. Uh, Lucas Dumbrell, he said, does LDM get a bad rap? LDM did get a bad rap. You know this, Lucas. You guys uh, have worked yeah. hard for what you got. You got a Clipsal 500 win. Yep. We got a Bathurst podium and a Clipsal win that year. And for, you know, now I've been around at BJR long enough now. And that was the first team I went to from a factory team. Lucas did a bloody good job with what we had going on. Um, obviously, budgets were tight. Everything yep. was seriously hard work to try and have two cars in the grid and all that kind of thing. But come the end of the day, you know, he's got the big, he's got an Adelaide 500 trophy sitting in his lounge room and a Bathurst trophy sitting in his um, lounge room. So I think he did a very good job. And then if you look at, there's a certain team at the moment that's having a serious battle and, you know, one driver left this year, yes. say no more. That's from what I can tell, LDM was a much better team. I look back and, you know, I was we're running the top fifteen all the time. So he's um he did a good job, and it was cool to drive for Lucas. He's a good friend of mine, or he's a good friend of mine. We message each other very sporadically, but uh, that's alright. Yeah, it, uh, it's good, and yeah, he did a good job, and probably got out at the right time. To be honest, he did what he wanted, and <laughs> now he just kicks. I don't know what he does now. I don't it's know what band. he does either. It's good to see him, like you know, sort of floating around the social media yeah. stuff. Um, Ruben Goodall, who we raced at the South Australian Karting Championship yeah. last year, he's asked, "What's your favourite car track?" Um, oh, I think there's a reason why I came over to Bolivar to race that race, and I grew up racing in Bolivar, so I love that that place. I think it's a good driver's track, um, and it rubbers up and does all that cool, fun stuff that we remember, I guess, um, compared to what you have now. So I love Bolivar just because of what it is in my life, but then um, we, we go to some pretty cool joints, even like, uh, is it Spenny? is it Cobden we love? Good. Yeah. The love country series actually has some pretty fun circuits, actually. Which is good. And in Portland and stuff like that, I love all these country series rounds we go to. So that's why we go to them as well. And then obviously Todd Road, you can't go past. It's, it's such a mega location, uh, yeah. and the circuit, um, you know, it's just it's fun to drive. So it's I've got a fat ball that I love there. So it's, I haven't really given you much. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. No, like I said, it's good to hear what you guys actually like. Um, so in the meantime, you're doing some maintenance on the car. Like we can see from the background. Yep. So, yeah, this is actually where we keep all our cards. Um, we, we've got Rochi back, Dan Rochford, um, but so we've got Jake's cart here. Yep. Um, so you do all the stuff is yourself as well? Yeah, we do everything here. So, you know, we've got parts, washers and bits and pieces. Um, this, this has got your kit on it. looks good. Yeah, it's looking sharp. It's chrome. It's as good. Yep. Um, and then you've got, yeah, my cart here. So for us, like, in this little period of time, obviously, we can't use the cards. Um, we all did a fair bit in the week or so before we got shut down. Yep. So now the cards are sitting here ready to run again. So um, we've all like replaced fuel line, drained all the fuel out of tanks so they don't um, go that yellowy color. All the chains have been cleaned, all the preps done, wheel alignments and all that. So we just need to put wheels on them again and, and go. But that's a generally a standard um, kind of procedure for us here. And um, a lot of people always compliment our carts, how clean they are. But we do spend that little bit of time just um, – making sure they're mint because we all have a little bit of OCD. So if I look at Jake's cart right now, what can we find to pick on him with? No, he's told me not to look. He's told me not to look. <laughs> he's got some grace, has he? This is the stuff that we all pick on. So Rochi's cart here. See how he's got this random cable tie? Yeah, yeah. What's this doing? What's this doing, nothing, mate? Nothing, like, nothing. Exactly. He's so a showman. Just, that's, what, that's what happens. If you have anything bad on your cart, it gets picked on. So this is um, 
they're all just prep ready to go. And it's important to get the fuel and stuff out of them if they're going to sit around for months. And then, you know, for all of us, uh, all our carbies are going off to our, the engine builder. I think you know, Anthony does all our stuff here. So yep. get the carbies checked. So make sure the fuel hasn't sat in there and gone damaged anything, I guess, okay. um, before we go racing again. So, yeah, that's, um, we do it all. All set up. Yeah, good, it's good. good. Now it's time for The Punt, brought to you by 2-7 Design, your go-to for all motorsport-specific graphic design, specialising in creating a new and unique look for your race car or cart or both. Yeah, good, good. Um, Our last thing is The Punt. So it's basically one moment where you've just taken someone out. I know you took a Holdsworth quite good at Albert Park. That wasn't your fault. But do you have a do you have a punt moment where you just unloaded on someone? Um, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone remembers when Pitha nearly went like over the fence coming off the hairpin at Tassie in like 2015. <laughs> we had a rule in supercars, but we do have a rule. If you have any crossover, you're on. Yes. And I had a slight crossover coming off the hairpin and he was moving me across to the left and left and left. Yeah. And I'm like you're just going to pit maneuver yourself here. This is like cops, like in America. And he starts rotating around the bonnet. I'm like, I'm fucking too far. I'm just hard into it. And he, thankfully, he missed a flag marshal. That was kind of scary. Oh, but he no. actually like, nearly ended up back on the other straight. So oh, fuck. That was one yeah. where that was rude, I'm going to be honest. No, that's all right. Um, We've all had that moment anyway. It's um, it's yeah. fine. Hey, we've uh, seen some of yours. Yeah, I don't know. I've taken out plenty of people in my time. It's not um, it's not something I like to admit, but uh, if people get in your way, sometimes you just got to just move them on their way. We do say that like any of us on a test day or race, we will have each other off if we need to get the win. That's It's getting pretty serious, um, country serious between the three of us. No, good, good. Hey, look, for the people who are tuning in, how do they gonna, how can they follow your progress? Obviously, you got your Twitch account. Uh, yep. Um, so during this time, I guess um, I'm real active on Instagram. Um <laughs> showing a bit more of what I do. And then the Twitch is quite good, I guess, because you see on Wednesday night, most of us have our actual race engineers tuning in. Um, yeah. And so I have my my actual engineer AE in my ear like I would in a normal race, and he's doing the strategy and stuff in the background. I say Nelson's doing it, but we all see <laughs> he's asleep and he's doing nothing. Um, so for that, you know, you get a real insight of how we go racing at a V8 round because we're treating it the same. Yeah. Um, so the way he's telling me to do in and out laps, um, starts, qualifying, um, it gives a good idea of you know what we're doing. So I think if you get on the Twitch and follow that, that's a, a good way to see the way, I guess, a supercar driver operates over cool. a weekend, even though it's only a one-night thing. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, just, if you just want to see my dog, you just follow Instagram, I guess, for <laughs> the karting and stuff like that. So nah, awesome. um, that, that's where it is. Now, nah, awesome. Hey, look, well, thanks very much for joining us. We'll, uh, we'll tune in to tonight's local heroes race for the New Zealand guys. And uh, obviously, like I said, thanks for all your information, and we'll see you guys soon. No worries. Thank you, mate. See you, mate. Bye-bye. See ya. On the next episode of Swapping Paint, we chat to Williams Formula 1 driver Nicholas Latifi. The Canadian driver started his racing career rather late at the age of 13. They quickly progressed through the world karting races into Formula 4, Formula 3, and then winning races in Formula 2 before this year's graduation to the top motor racing category. Be sure to follow us online so you never miss an episode on the Swapping Pack Instagram account. Thanks for joining us.